Mashiach now. This upcoming Shabbat is Shabbat Hagadol. It's a very, very big Shabbat. We are getting ready for Pesach. May we be redeemed swiftly, soon, and in our days. One of the craziest things about this time frame is that this was the conclusion or culmination of the plagues that took place back in Mitzrayim, the Makot, as they are called in Ivrit. And if you added a lamet to the word makot, you would get malkut. And um, it's just a very, very interesting thing as far as for the Egyptians who were against Hashem's plan and against his will, they were plagues. But for us who were putting the lamet in the plagues, we were learning about Hashem. It became Hashem's kingdom being established among us. It was actually, according to uh, commentaries, there's one called Veyoat Zenu, which is a beautiful commentary if you ever get a chance to read it. But it was bringing down the fact that when you look at the word, uh, when you look at the, the Makot, that they were actually fashioning and building our vessels of Emunat Hashem, like helping us build up our faith in who Hashem really is. And it was interesting because we were so steeped in idolatry of Mitzrayim that we forgot there is a God that transcends nature. And I, th I know that, you know, we have a long line of our uh, heritage and things like that, but we became subservient almost, as it were, to the, the slavery in Mitzrayim, so much so that we were having shortness of breath. We couldn't really listen to Moshe Rabbeinu tell us that it's time to go. You know, the land grabbed a hold of us. That's why the sons of Yaakov didn't return back to Eretz Israel, which was at the time called Canaan uh, at, the, at that time. But, you know, as we got closer to redemption, it took all 10 plagues and then the Yom Suf and then the battle with Amalek and then... Matan Torah, and then, you know, the spies and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it was just uh, the rebellion of Korak. All these things were actually very helpful in drawing us nearer to Hashem because these were all opportunities for Teshuvah. So as it was with the first redemption, so it'll be with the final redemption as far as the aspects of Mitzrayim, you know, so much so today that, you know, we're so used to clocking in, going to work and uh, taking care of our families and trying to live in exile, trying to survive, even though Hashem is with us and it's miraculous. This is why we've survived this long. There is no other nation on earth like Israel that has done this, you know. We belong in Eretz Israel, but here we are 2000 plus years outside the land. And, you know, we've slowly been coming back over the past century or so. And the land is blossoming again. And so we're very, very close. But it's really interesting that, you know, everything that we can perceive and think of now, like this is nothing compared to the ability and the power and the possibilities of Akadosh Baruku, working in the natural, but being supernatural at the same time. You know, um, just knowing that when the Yom Suf parted the, the Sea of Reeds in Mitzrayim, that all the waters in the world parted. You know, think about what that would look like today. Imagine the oceans parting, you know, the, the, the pool in your backyard, you know, if you have one. Just 
the the amazing things. And then when the tour was actually given on Shavuot, like the whole world was trembling and quaking as if there was about to be another flood or as if we were about to revert back to Genesis one verse one, you know, like formlessness and void on the earth kind of thing. So, you know, these things being able to perceive that now, you know, there's a lot of uh, locking of our consciousness that's been going on. And so we got to break out. And Shabbat Hagadol and this whole month of Chodesh Nisan is like the the very best time to be doing that. Uh, expand our vessels. You know, this month, as I mentioned in a previous podcast, it has two noons in it. There's a double noon in the month of Nisan. And it means like extraordinary miracles are available. And if you can remember when the Mashiach was here, he came riding in on a donkey, like exactly like the sages say, exactly like Zachariah, Zechariah uh, prophesied. Behold, your king comes to you riding on a donkey, you know, lowly and humble. And it's like that was literal, <laughs> even though it was spoken in allegory. So uh, and even today, it still applies because not necessarily that the Mashiach will ride in on a donkey, but the word donkey is related to the word homer, which is materiality. Also, the low and humble riding on a donkey is when a time when the generation is poor in mitzvah keeping. So it's like all these different things that can take place. So this Shabbat, let us select our lamb, the Mashiach, and let us have vessels that are fashioned to hold the potential of what the redemption looks like, even though we won't know exactly what it looks like, but Hashem will bring us home. You know, we read this in the prayer at Magin Yishenu every week uh, for the welfare of the government and the welfare of the state of Israel about wherever we are scattered, you know, to the ends of the earth that Hashem will gather us in and he's going to bring us home. You know, and so part of that is us being mentally prepared for that, uh, not making our home here, like understanding that we need to hold everything loosely. There's actually a halacha that if you're going to move into a, a place and you're going to fix it up and renovate it, that you leave a square of it undone, you know, find some wall and leave a square of it unpainted because you need to know you're a temporary resident. It's not like you're going to be staying here and living here forever. You need to expect to return home, even though you may not, you may, it may not happen in your lifetime, but you need to live as if it can, you know, keep doing what you're supposed to do, fulfill your obligations, your responsibilities and things like that. So, but anyway, I wanted to basically read uh, Yochanan chapter one, which is the, the writings of John the account in the Gospels and in verse 19, it says that. And this is the solemn edut. And I'm reading from the Orthodox Jewish Bible. So edut is testimony of Yochanan. When those of Yehuda sent Kohanim and Leviim from Yerushalayim to him, that they might ask him, who are you? Now, the thing about the revelation of the Mashiach is that Mashiach is also a Navi, which is a prophet. And according to Handbook of Jewish Thought, Volume 1, there are things that uh, a prophet has to do 
in front of the the ruling the ruling governments as far as like not not Rome but like the Sanhedrin, you know, members of Kohanim and Leviim. There has to be some kind of public display. There has to be an acceptance of an, another prophet. There's all the different prescriptions, but uh, it's really interesting that there were people sent out, you know, from the the authorities within Yehuda. They sent out Kohanim and Leviim. And they're like, let's go check out who this is. Because if this is the Mashiach, we need to know. And the other thing about the Mashiach is that there is a time, according to our tradition, that Mashiach will be rejected. So it should not be any surprise that Mashiach Yeshua is among those who have been rejected. And especially when people are coming out to Yochanan being like, okay, so you're really fitting the bill, but like, what's the deal? And... What does Yochanan say? He actually says in verse 20, Yochanan made a holda'ah, which is a confession. And it says, um, which is related to the sphira, the sephira of hod, which means like to admit. You know, like when we say, we gratefully thank you, Hashem, our God. You have returned our soul to us. The first prayer we recite upon our conscious awakening in the morning. But he's making this confession. He said, it says, he did not fail to make a hoda'ah and said clearly, I am not the Rebbe Melech Hamashiach. And they asked Yochanan, well, what then? Are you Eliyahu Hanavi? And Yochanan says, I am not. And remember later Yeshua says, uh, if you can accept it, he is. Like, if you are ready for the kingdom to be established in your midst now, like if you're ready for, you know, moving this thing forward, moving out of exile and into redemption, then yeah, he can be Eliyahu. You can be Eliyahu. Like there's all these potentials because remember, we have to be the people who are the messengers of Shalom. You know, we need to do the things that makes the way straight for the king to return lift up those clouds so that the king can come on the clouds. The clouds are the sukkahs, the sukkot. You know, it's also us being the the witnesses, the great cloud of witnesses, you know, just like we were in the wilderness coming on the clouds. You know, it says there were like smoke pillars and uh, fragrant aromas and, and, and song of songs when it talks about who is this that comes from the wilderness with all these things, you know, like that could be us. So, Yochanan is like, no, not doing it. You know, that's not me. And the crazy thing is we weren't ready at that time. But the cool thing is we are ready now. Hashem is ready now. You know, we're so close to the year 6,000 on the Hebrew calendar. We got like less than 300 years to go. 5782 to 6,000. Like, look at that. You know, and it was said that we were only in Mitzrayim for about 220 years, about 80 years. You know, like there's the different time frames of that exile. And it was actually cut short. It was supposed to be 430 and it went down to 400, you know, and it was all because we merited a speedy redemption. So if you subtract the 220 years, that's that's not too far from now. You know, if we were meritorious like we were in the beginning. And guess what? We don't even have to wait that long. 
we're at the end of a cycle of seven right now. This is the Shemitah year. And due to the fact that we don't really know when the next Yovel is and we can't really keep the the Yovel year because we don't have a Sanhedrin and we're not fully in the land yet. So um, but yeah, so a Yovel happens directly after a Shemitah that could potentially be 5783. So the cool thing is, is like the crazy time frame we're in, there's so much potential and with more and more souls waking up like Matrix style, like we're there. So to finish this out, he says uh, that he's not the Mashiach, right? And it says, are you the Navi? Which is, are you the prophet? If you're not Eliyahu, are you are you some kind of prophet or something? And he answered, no. They said to him, who are you that we may give a teshuva? Now, I don't know if you know this, but the Hebrew word for answer, like or response or reply is teshuva. The word for question or to ask a question is shaul or Shayla, it's it's related to Shaul and Shayla. That means to ask a question and Teshuva is the answer. So if you think about one of the names of Mashiach is uh, Shiloh, which is close to Shaul, Shayla, um, as far as the roots go. It's like one of the things about Mashiach is who is he? Ask the question. And you connect that with the Sanhedrin passage where it says, you know, the Mashiach will come today if we hear his voice, you know. And so it's like, are we making Teshuvah, which is the answer to the question? Who is he? Is he coming? Where is he? You know, we have all these questions, but the answer to all of those questions is Teshuvah. So these Levim and the Kohanim and the Levim here are like, we need to go back and give a Teshuvah to the ones who sent us. What do you say about yourself? Yokonon said, I am Kol Kore, which is uh, Kol Kore Bamibar, which is make straight the Derek Hashem. Yeshiyahu 40 verse 3, according to the Targum. And it says, as Yeshiyahu or Yeshiyah Hanavi said, and the ones that had been sent were of the Perushim. And the Perushim asked Yochanan, if you're not the Rebbe Melech HaMashiach, nor Eliyahu, nor the Navi, then why do you administer the Mikvah Mayim Tevila? Like, why are you immersing people if you are not any of these people? Which, by the way, the prophet, one of the uh, connotations of that is Yirmiyahu. Which the one who prophesied before destruction, like you don't have to have everything destroyed. Just listen to the word of Hashem. And everybody was like, no, you're crazy. We're not doing it. Then he was prophesying during the destruction. And they're like, we don't want to hear it. We're going to throw you in a pit of miry clay. And then he also prophesied post destruction. Like you're going to come back. It's okay. And they're like, dude, just, just go to Egypt, get out of here, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But it was more of a turning of hearts, you know, post-destruction, because it was like, oh, no, we should have listened. And like, you know, they're telling Yahu this. And he's just like, if only you would have done this before all this happened. 
So, I mean, just looking at the whole aspects again of are we repentant? Do we really want to go home? Do we really want to listen to the voice of Hashem? Today, will we hear his voice? We can be the sheep he pastures. You know, like when HaKadosh Baruch Hu will come and gather us in, we need to be ready to do whatever he tells us. You know, don't worry about your cell phones. Don't worry about your Wi-Fi. Don't worry about your job. You know, when it's time for us to go, we need to go. He's going to make all our provisions. When we left Mitzrayim, we just took what we had with us and we were gone. And it's just like, now we're out in the wilderness. It's the middle of the month that we are. Our supplies have ran out. What's gonna, what are we going to do now? And little did we know, Hashem was like, this is the time the man is about to fall. Manna. Welcome to the manna cabana. All your wishes and dreams. Here you go. You got food for days. And by the way, here's some brand new clothes. So, I mean, just as soon as what we can perceive of our own provisions running out, when we get to the end of our rope, that's the prime and opportune time, especially if we stay in the pattern, especially if we're staying in Teshuvah and following the mitzvot. You know, like Hashem is like, I got you. It's it's positioning is what it is. So anyway, as far as that goes, Yokanan's like, you know, I'm not really concerned with all these answers to your question. I'm just going to do the work, you know, and this is the cool thing about us. Don't worry about when it's going to happen. Let's just do the work. You know, Mashiach comes on Pesach or Shavuot or any time in between or sometime before the three weeks. Who knows? But guess what we're going to be doing? We're going to be out here on that work, turning up. That's what we need to be doing. So as much to shuv as we can, learning as much Torah as we can, fixing our character traits, all that kind of stuff, engaging in the world, doing our part, tikkun olam, and using our gifts to, to make this world a better place. You know, um, that's what we need to be doing. The more we do that, the better off it'll be. Because the redemption is coming. You know, there's a lot of judgment and a lot of denim, which is like all the, the harsh decrees and things like that. Those can be torn up. We don't have to get the book of Revelation. We don't have to get that out. We can we can close it up and just, you know, be done, wrap it up, you know. But it's like we have to stay engaged in order for these things to happen because we're the salt of the earth. Salt and a Kabbalistic um, terminology, especially when it applies to being uh, put on our offerings that we put on the altar in the Beit HaMikdash or in the Mishkan that that sweetens the judgment you know salt has this sweetening of gevura you know it sweetens gevura and brings it into a state of chesed into a state of teferit but anyway that's that's literally what we're supposed to be doing we're supposed to be like fixing this world up getting all the chaos and the disease out of here and we do that the more we bring hashemness into the world which is chasidut, godliness. So it says, um, well, Yochanan answers in John chapter 1, verse 26. So his teshuva is, I give a tevila, which is an immersion, a toveling, which is the same uh, letters as bitul, nullification. So I'm giving this immersion, this nullification in a mikvah of water among you, um, is standing one of whom you do not have knowledge. 
Hu Haba, he who comes, i.e. the Rebbe Melech Hamashiach, who is coming into Olam Hazeh, into this world, that is, he who comes after me, is one that I am not worthy even to untie the thong of his sandal. And these events took place in Beit Anya, which is commonly called Bethany, beyond the Yarden, the Jordan River, which Yochanan was using as a mikvah mine. So Yochanan's mikvah was the Yarden, <laughs> the Yarden. Uh, and it says that to administer the Tevila, which his Tevila was of Shuva. He was focused on Shuva, like get ready for the Mashiach, which is funny because it's like, are you are you uh, Eliyahu? And he's like, no, but I'm just going to do Eliyahu stuff. You know, it's like, dude, I, can you just realize what you're doing? It's like, that, that's not me. You know, so it's really cool to think about us like being like Eliyahu. We're like the voice of Eliyahu sounding in the world. The more we we share Torah and mitzvot. And it goes on in verse 29. On the next day, Yochanan sees Yeshua coming to him. And Yochanan says, He nay, the Se Ha Elohim, the Lamb of God. And Orthodox Jewish Bible goes as far enough to say, You remember Genesis 22, that ram that was caught in a thicket? That's what we're talking about. The supernatural ram, here he is. The Akeda for the sins of the world. Because it says, The Seha Elohim, the one carrying away the Avanot Ha'olam Hazeh, the sins of this world, i.e., as the Se'er Le Azazel Kapora. As far as the concept of the Azazel goat, like, let's take it outside the camp, hide it, and bash it up and all that. Doesn't mean that he's literally the Azazel. Doesn't mean that he's literally the Akidah Ram, because we know how that went down. But as far as the, the allegory and the illusion, there it is. This is who he is. So as it is for this upcoming Shabbat Haggadol, may we choose the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And may we be redeemed speedily in our days. Mashiach now.